Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the nine game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast of a link down below. It's called the DK DFS show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on patreon.com and NBA package as well as an esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO. And then I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching or you're not familiar with Underdog Fantasy, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as season-long best balls. So if you guys are into best ball, Underdog is for you. Um, after you sign up uh, and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, for a money-back guarantee up to $100. And then finally, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, good to be back with these videos. You know, it's been uh, about five, six days since I've, I've made videos, uh, but now back in Chicago and ready for the grind again. Um, if you guys do enjoy this content, if you hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos, you know when to go live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock tomorrow to go over everything and answer all you guys' questions. But yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about players and their prices of this non-game slate, Let's take a look at the Vegas odds. Uh, we have four games out right now. So Golden State, Indiana, and Indiana. It's a 228.5 over under. The Pacers are two-point favorites. Timberwolves, Bulls, a 227.5 over under. The Bulls are four-point favorites. Pistons and Pelicans, a 222.5 over under. The Pelicans are 10-point favorites. And Lakers, Jazz, a 220 over under. The Jazz are eight-point favorites. All right, so let's start off with Boston and Atlanta. On the Boston side, we have Tatum at 8-2, uh, Brown at 8-4, Kemba Walker at 6-2. I think the guy that stands out is Kemba Walker. I know he's been a little bit up and down as far as the shooting goes, but like minutes have been pretty solid for him. Probably plays 30 to 35 minutes. I just think the price point is just, it, it makes him uh, firmly in player. So Kemba's the guy that kind of stands out of those big three. Obviously, I still have interest in Tatum and Brown at the top in a good matchup. I think Kemba at the 6.2K price does seem a little bit under underpriced. As far as the bigs go, so the Mets went down on Tice. They also went down on Thompson and, and even on Robert Williams. Like, So, you know, 5-1 for Tice, 4-5 for Thompson, and 4-4 for Robert Williams. Does one guy really stand out here? Well, Tice will play the most. So I guess he's like the technically the safest, but I don't really love the price of 5-1. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit concerning to see all the minutes go down on those Boston bigs for this game. So other than that, I don't really trust anything else on the Boston side. Moving on to the Atlanta Hawks. The big news, John Collins left that game, uh, and, and was going to be evaluated for concussion. If he's unable to go, that makes Clint Capella a really, really good play here at 7.8 K. He played 37 minutes tonight. I would expect similar run for him with no John, if John Collins is out. So would like Clint Capella there a good amount below 8 K. Trey Young for GPPs at 9.8. Uh, has gone four straight games now, going over 50 fancy points. He seems to be going. He seems to go in these stretches where, like, he'll go for like five, six straight, straight games of 50 plus, and then a stretch of like downer games, and back to you know playing really, really well. Well, if there's uh, no John Collins, that's one high usage guy already out of this offense. There's no DeAndre Hunter, so like, um, I think Trey Young is a good tournament play. Not really a cash game play at that price, but definitely someone I'm looking to GPPs. Now, if Collins is in fact out. That's obviously boosted guy, Kevin Herter. Um, don't love the price on him, but he did have 37 fancy points uh, tonight. Gallinari uh, did play 23 minutes, only had six fancy points. That's That can happen with Gallinari because, again, he's very, very light in the scoring. Doesn't do a ton else besides the peripheral stats. Um, Cam Reddish has also uh, missed this game. If he's out again, that's more minutes. It was actually Tony Snell at the flat min that played 33 minutes. 
If he starts again, if all these guys are out, I guess he's playable. But, man, Tony Snell is such a low usage guy. I don't really want to go there. Solomon Hill also played over 20 minutes. I honestly would probably prefer Solomon Hill. I mean, they're both pretty low usage guys. But those two are potential value plays if there's no Reddish and if there's no John Collins. Moving on to Houston and Cleveland. So, we got some uh, news to go over here with Victor Oladipo uh, and Eric Gordon. Boogie Cousins got released. Um, so he's no longer on the team. Uh, Gordon and Oladipo are both questionable. If they're both in, there's really not a ton of like on the Houston side. If they are uh, both out, then John Wall, I think, makes for a good spin up. And then we can consider the secondary plays, guys like, you know, Sterling Brown, Nwaba, House, Tate. So really, it kind of just depends on the status of Gordon and uh, Victor Oladipo. I will mention with no Boogie Cousins, uh, it was Justin Patton that played uh, over 20 minutes off the bench. This is a bigger Cleveland team, too, with Jared Allen and uh, JaVel McGee. So I don't really think they can go small ball too much. So, like, actually, I have a little bit of interest in Justin Patton as a contrarian value play if he's going to continue to play over 20 minutes. On the Cleveland Cavs side, so Jared Allen at 7'7 um, should play. Last year, game 34, 42, and 34 minutes. I'm expecting about 35 minutes for him. Um, he should be able to feast against a small ball front court. So I actually do like Jared Allen a good amount, even with the price closing in at $8,000. Uh, other options, don't really love Sexton or Garland in their respective prices. The minutes went way down to Osman after he would move to the bench. Dean Wayne started, but I don't have a ton of interest in him at min price, a lower usage guy. JaVel McGee, you can always take a shot at him for tournaments. You know, probably plays about 15 minutes, but there was that one game where he only played six. Um, so like he's always in play for a GPP value option. Golden State and the Pacers. Honestly, not a ton I love here for uh, the Golden State side. I think Steph Curry, like Trey Young, is, is always in play for, for tournaments. Uh, Draymond Green at 6.6K probably plays 35 or so minutes. Um, again, decent play in the mid-range. But other than that, they're getting healthy at the front court with Wiseman with Looney back. So um, not a ton I love on the Golden State side. And the Pacers side, uh, I really wanted to play DeMontis as a bonus. But 10-5, it's like, uh, I don't know if I can pay 10-5 for him. All-star snub, unfortunately. I think he should have made it. I think a lot of people also agree with me in that. Um, you know, maybe he's going to want to come out and put on a, a big performance here after getting snubbed. But it's like, I just, I don't think I can pay 10.5K for him. Malcolm Brogdon at 8-2 is a little bit more reasonable. Back-to-back uh, -back games of 50-plus fancy points should play big minutes. So I'm a little more interested in Brogdon at 8-2. Other than that, like Turner's viable for tournaments, but I don't love the price there. They're getting a little bit healthier. Like McDermott at 5-2, probably the minutes will be there, but he's very, very light in the scoring. So not a ton else I love on Indiana. Moving on to Minnesota and Chicago. So this game looks pretty appealing. Carlton Towns against the Chicago front court should be able to feast. He also played 36 minutes in a blowout. Got pulled with a couple minutes to go. So like if he's going to play 35 plus minutes, then I actually really do like Carlton Towns here. Again, should be able to have his way against the Chicago front court. Other options, I think Beasley is a good uh, play for tournaments. Uh, again, a little up and down production-wise, so not really a cash game play, but definitely viable for GBPs for, because of the matchup. Um, and last guy I mentioned here is Jordan McLaughlin. Has been playing consistent minutes off the bench. Should play, you know, 20 to 25. A guy that, you know, has a decently high floor because of his assists. So, yeah, McLaughlin's probably the value play I'd look to there on the Minnesota side. Moving on to Chicago. So, Zach Levine is a good tournament play at almost 10K. Not really a cash game play. Uh, but do like the upside here, revenge game narrative, if you're into that. Um, Kobe White at 6'5", had a really good game in a blowout, too. Um, if he is going to continue to play 35 or so minutes, I think Kobe White is a solid play in the mid-range. Wendell Carter Jr., they're going to need him to defend Carl Anthony Towns. If he can stay out of foul trouble, that's a big if. So there's a little bit of a risk here um, with Wendell Carter Jr., but I think if he can stay out of foul trouble, he probably will have to play over 30 minutes. Um, so I'm a little bit interested in him for tournaments. Other than that, there's really not a lot else I like in Chicago side. Moving on to Toronto, Milwaukee. So we did get news that Kyle Lowry is expected to be back. 
Um, so that kind of takes Van Fleet Siakam at uh, uh, their respective prices out of play for me or just list them as more contrarian plays. If Kyle Lowry, there's no limitations. He's the guy for me at 7.1K. Uh, prefer the price on him compared to Siakam and Van Fleet. And with Lowry coming back, that kind of just hurts everyone else. Um, this is a, I guess, you know, bigger Miami team. So can they technically go small ball? I'm not sure. So maybe Baines will have to put a little bit more here at 3-3 if you want to get a little bit risky for uh, tournaments. On the Miami side, it really depends on Hero and Drogic. They're both questionable. If they're both in, honestly, not a ton I love here. If they're both out, then Kendrick Nunn is going to play. I have to play big minutes. He played 41 last game. Um, so would like none there in the mid-range, then Jimmy and Bam at the top would both be pretty solid plays their respective prices. If they're both in, again, there's really not a lot I like there on the Miami side. Moving on to Detroit and New Orleans, um, I think Jeremy Grant is always in play for tournaments, and he's been a little bit up and down for the production. Um, you know, decent matchup here, so I think he's he's viable tournament play. I do kind of like the price of Mason Plumley. Um, should probably play about 30 minutes as a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Um, I think Plumlee is, uh, stands out as a pretty safe play at that price point. If he can stay out of foul trouble, that's the one, you know, risk there. Jackson and Sneak Bay both seem priced about right. DSJ, the minutes are actually been trending down. Saban Lee for value at, at 3.8. The Pistons seem to want to give him uh, all the minutes he can handle. 33 and 29 off the bench. So I think Saban Lee is probably the value guy I do like the best here for the Pistons. Uh, looks like Wayne Ellington is back, which definitely takes Steve McKayluk out of play. All right, moving on to the Norland side. Zion Williamson at almost 9K. I like the matchup, but that just seems priced about right. Uh, Ingram at 8-1 is a little bit more uh, viable here. So, yeah, I guess slightly prefer Ingram to Zion for the discount. Lonzo Ball, I think, is my favorite play on the New Orleans Pelicans side. 36, 36, and 39 minutes the last three games. A guy that can stuff a stat sheet and a decent matchup here. So I think Alonzo is my favorite play on the Pelicans side. Steven Adams looks like he's back, which makes Guillermo Hernagomez more of a tournament play. Um, Adams admits a bit a little up and down himself, so he's a little risky. Josh Hart has, has had some upside games. I, I like him for GPPs. Do I trust in cash games? Not necessarily, because, again, he's been up and down, but we've seen some big games. 40, 43, uh, 54 fancy point, or 53 fancy points. So um, Josh Hart is a you know value uh, play for tournaments. I do have some interest in that. Hernan Gomez, a little riskier, obviously, with Steven Adams now playing. Um, still, again, a good point per minute guy. Just, uh, you know, will he play over 20 minutes? I think probably gets 15 to 20 which more makes them more suited for uh tournaments all right san antonio and okc so this is i think where you're going to want to load up for value at least let's start with san antonio obviously so demar Rosen out Keldon johnson out Derek white out rudy gay out devin vassell out aldridge questionable if aldridge is out i mean they are going to be really thin um like let's see one two three four Five, six, seven. I'm not sure if Trey Jones if Trey Jones have active roster. Last I saw, he was assigned to the G League, so it might only be eight active players if Aldridge is out. So let's start at the top. Dejounte Murray with all these guys out, I think makes for one of the better spinups of the slate. Obviously, he's been up and down, but now it's going to be like he's going to have like all the usage in his offense. So I do like Dejounte Murray a good amount there. Yaka Pertle, if there's no Lamarcus Aldridge, I think also had to play big minutes and would like him a good amount. Now, if Aldridge is in and Pertle comes off the bench, not so much. I probably would avoid Pertle. Um, now, Aldridge himself at 6K will have to monitor if he's going to be in a minutes limit if he does play. Um, if there's no minutes limit and he plays like 30-ish minutes, I think he's a decent play in the mid-range. Again, that's something we'll have to keep an eye on. And then value-wise, I think Lonnie Walker, Patty Mills... Normally, these guys are kind of just over, uh, like, you know, gloss over it. But now, again, they're really, really thin. So, like, 
I like both Mills and Lonnie Walker. I think both these guys are going to have to play some good minutes here. So I do like them both for value. I think Trey Lyles will probably have to play some good minutes as well. I think he's a good value play. Kata beats Diop will probably have to get some run as well. So like basically a lot of these min-price guys for the Spurs, we can consider guys like Eubanks, who if there's no love, Arkansas Aldridge probably plays the backup five. So yeah, there's actually a lot to like here for the Spurs with them being really, really thin. It's Murray at the top, Pirtle, especially if there's no love, Marcus Aldridge of Aldridge is in and Pirtle comes on the bench, then he's a little riskier. We'll see if they do the starting lineup and then value guys like Mills, Lonnie Walker, Lyles, Kata Bates, Diop. Yeah, Spurs are definitely where you want to look to for some value to start with. On the OKC side, I think SGA at 8.5 is the guy for me. Again, should play 35-ish minutes. Um, Spurs are going to be pretty popular tomorrow, so you want to bring back. It's probably SGA. Again, um, he is their number one player in this offense. Al Horford should play 28 to 30 minutes. You know, um, has had some upside games here, so I think he's a decent play for GPPs. Other than that, I don't really like a lot else on the OKC side. I think value-wise, like Kenneth Williams and Muscala probably play 15 to 20 minutes. They're both okay options below 4K, but nothing that I really, really like. Charlotte and Phoenix. So Devontae Graham out, Gordon Hayward questionable. The Gordon Hayward news is pretty big here. If he's out, that's going to make guys like P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, pretty good plays at their respective prices. Um, let's start at the top. So LaMelo Ball with no Devonta Graham should play 35 plus minutes. I like his upside for tournaments. I think he will be a little bit lower owned. Rozier finally came back down to earth. Uh, he's still viable for GBPs. Would prefer LaMelo Ball there at a similar price. Gordon Hayward, if he plays... Yeah, still don't love the price in him. Again, if he's out, it's going to be P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges. They're the guys I would look to. Washington, uh, 29, 32, and 31 minutes the last three games. Uh, Miles Bridges has been hovering around, you know, 25 to 30. But both these guys want to play a lot more. There's no Gordon Hayward. So I like them both a good amount there if Hayward is out. Malik Monk at 5-1. If there's no Gordon Hayward, probably want to play a little bit more. But I think I would rather get two guys like Washington and uh, Miles Bridges. On the Phoenix side, it is a good matchup here. A Booker, another, you know, you could say all-star snub. Um, if you think, if you're big into those narratives and you think he's going to want to put on a show, you can go to Booker and GBPs, but not really a cash game play at his respective price. I think DeAndre Ayton is a good tournament play as well. Um, should be able to have his way against the Charlotte front court. Uh, if this game can stay close, we probably get 30 to 35 minutes from him. So I kind of like him for GBPs. Other than that, you know, Drake Crowder's at 4-8. The wings, I just never really feel good about when they're fully healthy. So like... Not a ton else I love here on the uh, on the Phoenix side. Lastly, LA and Utah. LeBron James at almost 11K just seems priced about right. Uh, Kuzma at almost 7K also seems priced about right. Montrose Harrell too pricey for me. Um, KCP has played 35 minutes in back-to-back games in regulation. He is pretty reliant on the scoring, but if he's going to continue to play 35 minutes, then yeah, he's viable for uh, a value option. Marcus Saul probably gets around 20-ish minutes, but a lower usage guy. Uh, don't really trust Wesley Matthews. THT limits have been trending down. Caruso's a lower usage guy and price above 4K, so I don't love that. Uh, Markeith Morris is at 3-1. If you need someone super, super cheap, you can take a shot on him. Probably plays 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then finally on the Utah side, Utah, when they're fully healthy, it's just a team that's a little bit tricky. Like Mitchell seems a little bit too pricey. Gobert at 7-5, not really playing more than like 30 to 32 minutes in close games. Uh, Mike Conley at 6-1 would actually probably be the guy for me. He played 29 minutes the last game. I'm expecting about 30 minutes from him at 6-1. I think he would be the Jazz guy I'd look to. Clarkson, Ingles kind of priced up when Conley was out. Nothing else I really love. I will mention Derek Favors. Continues to play, you know, somewhere around 15 to 17 minutes and is a decent point for a guy. At almost min-price, I could see using him uh, if you need someone super, super cheap. 
yeah, but that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you have a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock tomorrow. So make sure to check it out. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys. And I'll see you all tomorrow.